Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs, with companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Oh, yeah. Our long national nightmare is over. Chad is back in America, at least until he goes back to Europe in a couple weeks. Hi, kids. You're tuned into the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is your co-host, Joel, living in America, Cheeseman. This is Chad, back home in Indiana. So wash. And on this week's show, you better checker yourself before you wrecker yourself. Talent.com says gas, grass, or ass, no one rides for free. And LinkedIn says remote work is where it's at, but Google says not so fast, as well as white guys. Can you dig it? I knew that you could. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating manual and repetitive tasks, giving meaning to data, then allowing that data to actually drive decisions? And how about matching people to your jobs quicker? Well, wait, the Chad and Cheese has a new LLM? No, Cheeseman, I'm talking about text kernel. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. What I'm hearing is the groundbreaking concept of, wait for it, yeah, simplicity. <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already. Anyways, text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success. Text Kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey. Kind of like adding guac to my barbacoa burrito. Oh my God. How about extracting meaningful insights from data? I mean, that that's something. Swiftly matching yeah. people with jobs, automating repetitive tasks. Who knew such advanced concepts were even possible in the land of human resources? Uh, we did, Chad. We did. Dude, wrap it up. I'm a little hungry. Imagine that. Uh, okay, listener, get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit textkernel.com. That's T-E-X-T-K-E-R-N-E-L.com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> The dreams of you sticking What's up, Chad? Welcome back, Cotter. I love it. I, I got to say, I am excited to be back home, believe it or not. Right. My house 
my bed, my dogs, uh, an American washer and dryer, which is hard to find if you can. Yeah, if you can in Europe. And I I also found a bottle of single malt scotch from our buddy Oris Al-Kubasi, the founder of jobdescription.ai. He was actually just on a pitch up presentation with myself and Louise over at UK Recruiter. And this is the thanks I get. So thanks, Oras. Love me a little 14-year-old Balveni aged in Caribbean cast. Very nice. And how's how's your Cato Kalen doing? Is he all right? Your your house sitter? A wonderful man. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't get a better setup. That's all I gotta say. Spring time in Columbus, Indiana. What? What yes. could possibly be better? The only thing better would be some shout outs. Amen. I'm gonna go first. Shout out to Quincy, the queen of chatbots, Valencia. She's got a new gig, Chad. This is from a share on LinkedIn. Quote: I'm happy to share that I'm starting a new position as VP and Research Director, Human Capital Management at Ventana Research. I'll mm. be covering the entire vertical of HCM technology as an analyst for the firm, and I couldn't have joined at a more exciting time. In quote, Q was having a great year. Also, she yes. remember she was named the 2022 influential woman in RPO. God, she's winning hashtag big time. I don't know who the hell Ventana Research is, and apparently <laughs> I should. So uh, she's got to hit up my Cavanly and educate me on Ventana Research because if I don't know them. They can't be that that big a deal. She's been an RPO for way too long. She just launched hourly, what, like 18, 24 months ago, something yeah. like that. I mean, there's there's been a lot going on, not to mention, you know, she's making these lists, so on and so forth. So good for her. This is awesome. Uh, again, ride that wave while you're on top, baby. Ride it. Ride it hard. <laughs> ride it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my first shout out is going to be fun. It's it's. To Signal AI, it's a company who says they transform decision-making through augmented intelligence. That sounds important. What? Uh, they published an article entitled, McKinsey in the Top Five Companies for Ge- for Positive Gender Pay Gap Perception. Yes, perception, not outcomes, <laughs> not reality, but perception. So. Oh, hey. As you read the article, you start to understand that Signal AI is actually demonstrating right out in the open. Mm -hmm. We're starting to see a lot of this nowadays. How companies with deep pockets like Microsoft, Amazon, Apple, Alphabet, Johnson & Johnson, and Meta are using PR firms and spending cash to buy articles and perception, not real outcomes, a.k.a. you might remember this. Cambridge Analytica. Mm-hmm. I, I, I couldn't believe they published this out in the open. So shout out to to companies who act like they give a shit and really don't. It, that was sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, everyone's doing it, Chad. Is this the is this the PR that Facebook had against TikTok that they were producing articles, anti TikTok articles, or is this something totally different? No, this is all around pay gap. Being able to, these companies, these big companies that I named are seeing positive perception in the market because of the number of articles that they're actually showing up in, not because they're actually doing anything to be able to drive real outcomes to start paying women uh, what, what white guys are getting paid, but the perception that they're doing something. It's all disinformation again, AKA Cambridge Analytica, just in, in a new wrapped form. Gotcha. 
Well, I'm going to continue my win streak and my shout outs and give a big shout out to Jobcase. Nice. LinkedIn for people who aren't on LinkedIn, for those who don't know, uh, mm-hmm. they're on permanent offense, apparently. Uh, you'll remember they recently <laughs> acquired our friends at Recruitology, uh, also mm-hmm. a show sponsor, and hired friend of Chad and Cheese, Michael O'Dell, uh, will add another solid hire to the roster. So smart. Uh, per Business Insider, Jobcase has hired Pa Anderson, which is a great name, uh, as its chief technology officer, especially a guy named Pa as your chief technology officer. Uh, yes. Doesn't get any better than that. Uh, prior to Jobcase, Pa served as CTO for Metro Mile and spent many years in senior leadership at various tech companies, including ones you may have heard of, Chad, Uber, and Groupon. Hello. At Uber, he grew his team from 27 to 700 at a time when Uber was filling up to 10,000 new driver jobs a day. Wow. Can you say IPO, Chad? Shout out to Jobcase and the big winning with the big hire. Yeah. And just so that everybody understands, it's not Paul. It's Paul. It's P-A-W, right? Oh, yeah. Like uh, Beverly Hillbillies kind of shit. Like a Paul. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. Okay. So my my next shout out, I got to get your response from this because this is kind of interesting to me. So a tweet from the CEO of Zero Dahad. I have no clue. That's one of the worst names ever. But anyway. Another great name. Yeah. Here's a quote. We are running a full health program at Zero Dahad online. Anyone on our team with BMI under 25 gets half a month's salary as a bonus. The average BMI of our team is 25.3. And if we can get below 24 by August, everyone gets another half month as a bonus. It'd be fun to compete with other companies. Now, there's more. There are more tweets, but I'm going to stop there. Uh So your thoughts on bonus by BMI. What, what, what do you think about that? And BMI for the layman is? Uh, body mass index. Okay. Something I'm not real familiar with, obviously. <laughs> Julie and I have this conversation, your wife, uh, semi-regularly mm-hmm. in that why aren't chubby slash obese people part of DEI conversation? <laughs> to me, this sort of underscores the bias uh-huh. that the world has against fat people. And I think it's shitty. So I want to start a new trend of putting chubby people in the conversation of DEI and B in some form or fashion. Can, can Julie okay. make that happen? You're not answering my question. <laughs> my, my question is, what do you think about people getting a bonus because of their BMI? I think it's probably going to be a trend that we see. We talked to a startup recently mm-hmm. that incentivize people to wear aura rings or Apple watches. And if they stay healthier, mm-hmm. they obviously uh, get rewarded for such healthy behaviors. It certainly costs the company less if people aren't uh, in terms of healthcare costs and things like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I do think it is probably going to be something that is in the in, that happens, but I'm not sure that it's a good thing. As Americans, we're an obese nation. We need to do something about it. But the question is, is that the role of your company? Depends on the company, I guess. It's really hard, but I I see body shaming perspectively Mm -hmm. happening when, can you imagine getting taped doing BMI or something like that? Anyway, I thought it was interesting just because the conversation itself, as you brought up before, and we've talked about before, we've never talked, we've never talked about BMI and that in itself is 
more slated to a person's body and their shape. But I don't know. This this is just this is a real hard conversation to have. Yeah, it's it sounds like prejudice to me. It's just not yeah. what we typically think of as prejudice. Uh, let's keep the winning ways with my shout outs going. Uh, okay. This one is to podcast sponsor This Way Global, another company that's seemingly doing everything right. Uh, announced this week podcast or sorry, announced this week uh, that they aim to be the Stripe of HR tech. Uh, for those that don't know, Stripe is a payment software that people plug in. You probably use quite a bit when you buy stuff online. Uh, so how so are they going to accomplish this? Well, they've partnered with IBM to streamline integrations for vendors into platforms such as Workday and Salesforce. And according to them, many more are coming. Now, instead of building on multiple platforms, companies, vendors, startups, et cetera, can build once on This Way Global and plug right into multiple platforms like Workday. Uh, that applause you here, all the startups who hate building multiple integrations. By the way, This Way's latest crowdfunding round uh, is almost over at WeFunder. Uh, they're almost at $1.5 million. Disclosure, I own a little piece. A little piece. A little piece. I'm getting my beak a little wet, maybe. Uh, so if you want to get on that, uh, time is the window is closing on that one over at WeFunder. But This Way Global is doing uh, some good stuff. And I love the idea is how many startups do we talk to that hate building multiple integrations, getting into multiple sandboxes, paying multiple fees, multiple development. This way, it's a one-stop shop into multiple platforms. So I think it's pretty cool that they're uh, taking this initiative on. I think it's cool, but this is all going to be about execution, period. We've heard so many companies talk about integrations and and, and being the one-stop shop for integrations. Mm-hmm. It's never happened. So if they can pull this off, it, yeah, I mean, no, this is fucking blue chip style right here, uh, but it's, it's about execution. So uh, I'm going to sit back, watch and get the popcorn for this one. Yeah, it'll be fun, fun to watch for sure. Yeah. Last one for me. Don't miss this week's firing squad with Sean over at Recruit CRM. The guy has chops, but can Recruitment CRM help fill the recruitment marketing automation gap? You'll have to listen. Go to chadcheese.com and click on Firing Squad or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd say one of my favorite episodes of Firing Squad of the year so far. Although it's pretty not, awesome. Not far yeah. in the year. It, was a, yeah. it was a good time. Not that we're giving away our, our grade or anything. Speaking of uh, exciting launches, uh, Chad, our friends at recruitmentmarketing.com. It's open for business. Tons of good content. Site looks great. Congratulations to them on a, a job well done. But, uh, if you like reading some good stuff, digesting some good content, get your ass to recruitmentmarketing.com. Yeah. And if you like James Ellis and you like recruitment marketing, uh, he's got version two of Talent Chooses You, the audio version that is available there at recruitmentmarketing.com as well. So go check it out. Yep. And speaking of like and winning, Chad. And free. We, we got And free, sure. And we got some new, uh, we got some new whiskey and beer winners. Hell yeah. Uh, Nick Bradford, uh, remember Nicholas Bradford from Eight is Enough in the 70s? Yes. Sorry, I brought up another <laughs> old-timey show. So Nick Bradford at Vonk uh, is our whiskey winner. Hell yeah! With him. And also our free beer winner this month is Tim Warson. Hell yeah! From HashiCorp. No, they're not a drug dealer. It's They do something different. But anyway, HashiCorp <laughs> and Vonk represented this, this month on free whiskey and beer. So congratulations Love it. to those guys. Love it. And congratulations to everyone that's going around the sun for another year. Those people celebrating birthdays this coming week. We've got fans of the show, Amanda Height, 
Lauren Berger, a.k.a. the Intern Queen. Brian Moore. Carrie Noon, fan favorite. Ooh. Barry Doctor, which sounds like a porn name or something, but that is that is his real name, I guess. Uh, Jonathan Godzilla. Uh, Duart Mendoka and Rick Kramer all celebrate birthdays. So have one on us, fellas nice. and gals. Another trip around the sun. It is a good life. And as you have a trip around the sun, well, why don't you have a trip to Belgium? Because that's where we're going to be. We're going to be in Belgium the first week in May at the E-Recruitment Congress. I'm sure you've heard about it. Yep. Uh, if you're in Europe and you're not and you're not registered for the Belgium event, go get it done. We're going to be there. Let's have some drinks. Let's let's listen to some uh, some good content. And after that, we're going to be flying to Vegas. That's right, kids, for Unleash, where we're going to be on the main stage with EEOC Commissioner Keith Sonderling nice. talking about AI hiring. He's going to be able to talk about uh, just the compliance pieces of it. What is going to get you kicked in the nuts when it comes to AI and hiring. Well, you know, what, what are you doing bad? What kind of guidance can they provide? Uh, should be a good time. All roads lead back to chadcheese.com. If you want free stuff, you go to chadcheese.com backslash free. If you want to know where we're going, you go to chadcheese.com backslash events. No, it's not. Damn it. What is it? Travel? Just have them click on something. You make things too goddamn hard. Just chadcheese.com. Click on free. Click on events. There you go. Topics. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> All right, Chad, let's start with Checker. Yes. Checker announced this acquisition. Uh, it's acquisition of Redwood City-based Inflection in a deal worth $400 million. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. The 16-year-old company was valued at just $30 million in a secondary deal last year. That's according to PitchBook. The transaction marks Checker's largest acquisition to date and is a critical part of its expansion strategy and its fastest growing small to mid-sized business segment. San Francisco-based Checker, which emerged nearly eight years ago as part of Y Combinator's summer 2014 batch of startups, processes more than 30 million background checks per year. This is one unicorn with one hell of an appetite, Chad. What are your thoughts on Checker writing some pretty big checks? Writing some checks. Well, it's pretty important to note that these HR back office outsourcing segments are so flush with cash that inflection was started in 2006. They've taken $30 million in funding. That was back in 2010. <laughs> this was this is well before cash was being handed out like cheese sandwiches at fish concerts. It's it's easy to get cash. Let's just say that. Anyway, this is a great competitor consolidation move by Checker with the acquisition really of Good Hire, mm -hmm. who boasts 100,000 customers, and they are focused on the small business side of the house. Inflection also gives Checker solid APIs for somewhat instant background checking to integrate into HR platforms as well. What's the safest bet in TA HR platforms today? It's back office outsource SaaS platforms like Checker and Good Hire. So Checker is mustering the troops to continue to take massive market share from heavy hitters like Sterling, who's about 500 million in revenue, where Checker's about half that today. This is exciting to me because this is not an ex it's not an exciting space because background checks are boring no. as fuck, but nobody wants to do them. 
experience. And, and you've got to love that there are two great domains that are actually a part of this too, inflection.com and goodhire.com. Would you, would you take the misspelled checker and move it <laughs> and, and move it to goodhire? Or would you just leave it where it's at? I don't know. I'm, I'm an old school guy who loved Flickr. So every time I see Checker, <laughs> I think about the old Flickr. Uh, so, you know, what, whatever. I think the Checker brand is probably going to stick around for a while. Yeah, uh, my will. question is, are they going to buy Fama or what? I mean, come on. Ben, ben Monez <laughs> must be one hell of a, a negotiator. They need to add some background check on uh, social media to their to their portfolio. Okay. So Checker has a valuation of $4.6 billion. Uh, and, yep. and Sterling, you mentioned, a public company and the 800-pound gorilla, has a $2.4 billion valuation currently. <laughs> uh, what does that tell you, Chad? Either, either buy some Sterling stock because it's way undervalued or Checker has some serious growth aspirations and acquisitions are the best way to achieve that said growth. Seriously, yes. if you own a background company with any customers, call the folks at Checker today because they're in a serious <laughs> acquisition mode to satisfy their lofty valuation. And they've got a checkbook with a lot of checks. Yes. <laughs> so it'll be fun to get you talking about their, uh, their, their, their acquisitions. And I'm pretty sure that our European show at some point will have some Checker uh, acquisitions in Europe. So. Background checks made fun thanks to big checks. Hell yeah! Thanks to nobody having to do them. They're automated through Checker. Yes, that's right. Small business, big business, doesn't matter. Yes. Uh, but it does matter to a lot of people uh, are the, the people posting jobs for free on our friends at talent.com, Chad. Mm-hmm. The artist formerly known as Nuvu. Nuvu. Uh, talent.com is scrapping free job listings. This is from our friends at AIM. The company said it is uh, it was making changes to its post-a-job product, whose beta model was launched last year, in order to improve the caliber of applicants. Uh, we got to blame the applicants, Chad. The Canada-based <laughs> job board added that it was no longer accepting free job postings immediately. Free job postings already on the platform will remain until active until April 25th, right around the corner, before being automatically paused. The company is gradually transitioning from predefined payment packages to a maximum budget per job model. Changes will be phased in over the coming weeks. Stop me if you've heard this one before. The free lunch is over, Chad. What are your thoughts? Yeah, the the question is, is this quality over quantity uh, or is it job board over aggregator? Or is it just, hey, we're in a time of need and all of you guys need to start paying for this service. So that was a question that I actually asked to Lucas uh, over at talent.com, the co-CEO. And this is his response. When we launched Nuvu in 2011, we did not start with a PPC model. After changing six times our business model until we had something that scaled. It's in our DEA to break walls until we get something that will satisfy us. We are learning every day. We have all the right elements to make it happen, but we felt we needed to focus on quality slash results for our candidates and employers at the smaller scale before we scale worldwide and maybe reintroduce free postings as well, end quote. (laughs) So again, they're moving target, right? Mm -hmm. It's like whatever's going to work and we're going to, we're going to try things out, right? This is the market where we're, they're obviously making money hand over fist. I don't know anybody in their space that's not making money hand over fist. So they can pretty much do whatever they want and and they are. So I have three letters for you. 
uh, I and P and O. Let's go over the checklist, Chad. <laughs> uh, spend millions on a URL, check. Raise $120 million, check. Employ mm-hmm. 400 people, one of which is a high-profile CFO, check. Open, sem- open in 78 countries and 29 languages, check. Now, it's increase the revenue and clean out some of the crap, check. Yeah. They are now the number seven traffic job site in the world, uh, up from number 35 just two years ago. That's according to some AIM reporting. Uh, to me, it's all prep for the public markets. Uh, but I do think the spin on quality is true. Uh, 20 years ago, Craigslist started charging a small amount to post jobs just to keep out the spam. It worked then, and it probably still works today. But to me, this is all about profitability, getting the, getting the dollars up before we walk down Wall Street. Yes. Do you think this is going to harm their traffic at all? Having less content, being able to, you know, search engine optimize, having a smaller footprint, those mm-hmm. types of things. Do you think that will hurt traffic? I don't think so, particularly if if the jobs were crappy. If mm-hmm. you know, no one wants to be looked at as a cesspool of crap. Yes. You know, it's like going uh-huh. to going to search engine back back in the day and all the sites that it linked to were junk. You just yeah. you just kind of stopped using the search engine, and so I think <laughs> I think that having quality is the right idea. I don't know if part of the plan is backfill, uh, programmatically partnering with somebody that can can fill in jobs and, and make money on the clicks that way. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I don't think having quality is ever a bad thing, um, and I think too many job boards in our space uh, sacrifice quality for the almighty dollar. And I think mm-hmm. that talent.com is just in a position now where they have so much traffic, so many users they're in, they have such a big footprint that they can afford to start trimming the fat and just having quality on the site. So I think, yes. I think they're doing everything right. Yes. The, the more polite indeed is, uh, <laughs> being more polite and saying pay for this shit. Yeah. They, they didn't take our advice on that. We said it should be like really big on the homepage. The nice indeed <laughs> didn't, didn't listen to us. And hopefully they didn't listen to us, but hopefully people are going to listen to, uh, the advertisements from our sponsors because that's how we pay the bills. People we will be right back. Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, It's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. Pando IQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with Pando IQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. Pando IQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, build great teams, and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest, so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to pandologic.com. That's pandologic.com is this like botox what's that a botox how do you pronounce this guy joe box job box joe box botox yeah job box i would say that's what i would go with but do you remember uh, joe boxer from back in the day the underwear company yeah back of course. yeah, yeah. Anyway. yep so th- this company's kind of cool but the the new summary is joe box uh, a company that provides marketplace infrastructure for home service professionals has raised $42 million 
in a Series B round, bringing the grand total to $56.7 million. The company, founded in just 2018, has offices in Florida and Palo Alto. They offer professionals such as locksmiths, carpet cleaners, and plumbers a mobile-based operating system that lets them manage their businesses from their homes. The platform also includes a marketplace infrastructure that lets them search for jobs that match their schedule, skills, and location. I think of it as a private label TaskRabbit or Thumbtack. And instead of paying for leads, blue-collar pros only pay when they get paid. Chad, any thoughts on Joe Box? What's the difference between this and Angie's List, now Angie, mm-hmm. Home Advisor, Thumbtack? I mean, other than paying a chunk of what you make, right? I mean, Angie's List, I mean, those the, 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 the ones that I mentioned, yep. you're pretty much pay to play, right? You're, you're paying for a posting. So will the services businesses need this platform? That's the big question. Yeah. So I, I read this and thought, what the hell do these guys do? Um, yeah. So I, I kind of, I went to YouTube and watched some videos <laughs> I uh, love that. And, it, and it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, so this is, this is an industry that represents like $600 billion uh, opportunity. So it's a huge space to have a lot of different, different options. Mm-hmm. How I read that is, and there's a story about in, on YouTube about a company that's a customer and this company has these kiosks that make keys, right? You've, I don't yeah. know if you've gone to Ace Hardware or Kroger. Lowe's, well, you, yeah. don't, you don't go to Kroger anymore. But if you went to a gro- <laughs> whatever grocery store and you put in a key and then it makes a key equal to your house key or whatever. So, right. so the, this company was getting calls from people about, I need a locksmith, which makes perfect sense, right? We make right. custom keys and people are calling us about locksmiths. But that wasn't their business. So this company, I think it's called Minute Key. If you go to their website, there's a link that says locksmiths. And it's a whole like private label, white label uh, site where people can schedule locksmiths and it's based on their location. And then so basically Jawbox, Jobox is powering uh, all the technology to put these uh, these contractors on the jobs for locksmiths. So they're basically going to businesses that provide services and then find themselves needing other services that they don't provide. And this this enables them to have the middleman to get the contractor to the work and they can step out of it um, and, and not have to worry about it. So whereas TaskRabbit, uh, Thumbtack, et cetera, that's direct to customer from Thumbtack. And what, yeah. what Joe Box says is like they pay a lot of money on uh, leads that they get. And sometimes you obviously don't get the job. In their business model, you always get the job and then you get paid when, you know, when the, the service gets done. So again, I don't know a hell of a lot about plumbing and this whole world, but I think if I were a plumber, this would be a place I would want to set up shop to get jobs to come to me. I'd be in every other platform as well, but mm-hmm. I think this is a really interesting take on uh, bringing contractors, blue collar folks and customers together. Anyway, you don't understand the plumbers. The only reason I do is because I live next door to one. And if I'm a plumber, a locksmith or any type of crafts, craps, ah, craftsman today, uh-huh. I don't I don't need leads. Hell, my phone is ringing off the fucking wall as it is. My texts are blowing up. I believe this is a great model, just not for an industry that's already in demand. As a business owner, why give Jobbox any of my money? When people they they've got too much business, they're actually sharing it with competitors. So I think it's I think it's interesting uh, because you have big names like Angie, Home Advisor, Thumbtack, 
in the this space but yeah. i my my uh, i came home and my refrigerator my my ice maker in, in the refrigerator uh-huh. it was broken so what did i do i didn't even think i just went straight to google and put in refrigerator repair right and that's where i found my person so from my standpoint they're going against angie home advisor mm-hmm. thumbtack jobber and Fousey, which is a num two other platforms that are that are just like them yep uh, and they're competing with Google. So I personally don't think that an in-demand industry like this needs a quote-unquote Uber for service industry. So Minute Key, this business, has has a has. They can either say, "Okay, you need a locksmith, go to Thumbtack." We don't do that. Or they can say, "Okay, yeah, we provide that service. Go sign up and yada yada yada," and that builds their brand and hopefully client loyalty, et cetera. So you can at least see from their point of view, we're having a private label kind of solution beats. Hey, go to go to TaskRabbit if you want that. We don't. Okay, do that. so where does that even fit in? Because you're using this this one hypothetical situation. It was the only one on YouTube. Of Chad. course it is because it's the only <laughs> one that works. When my fucking when my plumbing goes down, is there you know a sticker on my pipe? Well, I'm sure there say, are toilet makers that have people call them for plumbing stuff. I'm sure there are like well, uh, yeah, and they do plumbing. <laughs> but the company makes toilets. They don't do plumbing. They don't fix plumbing. They'll make your yeah, toilet. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think you you are buying into a fringe incident. I don't think so, Chad. Yeah, I think so. And based on their investment, I can give you forty two million or fifty six point seven million reasons why it might. You be know how many idea. dumbasses are spending money in the market right now? Are you fucking kidding me? It's so bloated and crazy. And speaking of dumbasses, let's go to the whole remote question because uh, we tackled that last week, and it's still a thing. Apparently, clearly, LinkedIn thinks this is going to be a thing uh, that's going to be here to stay. So, LinkedIn reported this week that remote jobs received fifty percent of the applications in February, despite representing less than 20% of the jobs posted. Let me read that again. 50% of the applicants and only 20% of the jobs. Companies eager to bring back workers to the office can risk losing them altogether, the report states, if they don't offer remote options. Chad, you love data and I love LinkedIn and the data says remote wins. You got to be pretty happy about this, I think. Yeah, we talked about this last week with Google boiling the frog. I think employers will promote and promise remote and hybrid work while slowly dialing it back as the labor market changes. And then when they start to gain control, well, it's all going to, it's all going to change, right? So I don't see this as a long-term situation, unfortunately. Now, now some individuals like maybe developers or what have you, they might get an opportunity to stay out of the office, but I don't think it's going to be as big as we hope it will be. Are you saying a click and bait situation? Yes. Or bait and switch, not click and bait. Click bait, bait and switch. Yep. Yeah, everybody put remote in your job postings and you're getting a lot more applications, even though you don't really mean it. And as you you, you bring up Google, Chad, boiling the frog, uh, I got some more stuff that you're going to like. Google said this week uh, that they plan to open a new office in Atlanta and will also make investments in a number of existing corporate hubs throughout Colorado, Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, and Washington. Yeah. They're doubling down on back to work. Google in recent years has been expanding its New York operations at a particularly quick pace. So I guess Google is smarter than everyone else, Chad. Case in point. I mean, they're, <laughs> they're showing what the strategy is. They're saying something and they're doing something entirely different. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Great point. And it's, it's, uh, I'll, I'll add that, uh, Time Magazine had a great article yeah. this week, uh, basically saying that 
white men are the only ones that want to go back to work. Uh, apparently, we have a penchant for 1950s madmen scenarios <laughs> yes. uh, and think, think we're all Don Draper. But it was a great uh, article if you get a chance to see it. I, I do think hubris has maybe set in on Google. Uh, when you've been told for 20 years that you're the smartest smartest person in the room, yeah. you you tend to believe it. And and it reminded me also of the story that we read about people just being on Zoom calls when they do go back to the office. So <laughs> yes. I think Google is taking a real risk here by doubling down on brick and mortar office space and really risk having a some sort of a dystopian workplace environment that really cuts down their brand equity as time goes on. Uh, hubris tends to get all of us and we all pay for it eventually. Google is probably no exception. Yeah, I think I think we're missing a main or the main reason why most companies remember only 8% of the Fortune 500 have a female CEO. Remember that that most companies are run by men and for 100 plus years we've come into the office. So remote is outside the comfort zone of male leaders who got into leadership in the office. This is a mm-hmm. this is a total comfort zone and control issue. Guys, mainly white guys, but guys have been in charge. And part of keeping a power structure is control, which is hard to do physically in a remote environment. So men are uncomfortable with the thought of losing power. And that's why I believe, even though remote has proven to work, this means getting back into the office ASAP, relating once again to last week's Google and Laszlo Box story on on boiling the frog. Mm-hmm. This comes down to control. And we keep talking about how, you know, white dudes or just dudes keep talking about, well, it's all about culture and we can't have a culture without being together. What they really mean is this is uncomfortable for me. I need to maintain control. White guys are just the worst. Them and them and their electric bicycles. <laughs> hey, can you fade can you fade us out with some DJ Saul on this one? We're gonna pay some bills and uh, come right back. struggling to attract the talent you need today? Do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going? There's a better way. Acquire ROI is a programmatic job advertising platform built to optimize your budget and supercharge hiring. Acquire ROI automatically manages and measures recruitment ads across job boards so you can allocate your budget based on insights, not hunches. Get to quality candidates faster and cost-effectively scale hiring across roles, all while gaining complete visibility and control over your recruitment marketing investments. Say goodbye to manual guesswork, inconsistent performance, and wasted spending. And hello to optimized automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today. Chad, would it be a show without an OnlyFans story? Oh yeah, baby. Forget about the iSims IPO. Chad and Cheese (laughs) Fave OnlyFans is eyeing the public markets. This from Axios. OnlyFans has held talks with multiple blank check companies or SPACs, Google it if you need to, about a merger to take it public. The platform has millions of users and pays out billions to creators, but investors have stayed away because of its pornographic reputation. 
At one point, it promised to ban adult content. You remember that, don't you, Chad? <laughs> yeah. But the, but the community rebelled, getting them to reverse course. Anyway, they're hoping a SPAC could take them public. One SPAC, whose team includes Shaquille O'Neal, NBA great as an advisor, ultimately couldn't get past the porn. So far, no SPAC is biting, so OnlyFans wants to reposition itself less as a porn platform and more as a place for fans to connect directly with creators, like a combination of Patreon and TikTok. Yeah, good luck with that. Chad, can OnlyFans shed its naughty rep and find some love on Wall Street, or is it forever banned to the back alley? I don't know why they want to go IPO in the first place. I mean, did Craigslist go IPO? I, they had they had a, a, a crazy amount of people on staff. I think it was like 50, right? Yep. And they're making what? 500 to, million to a billion dollars? It's a lot. Yeah, they're projected at two point five billion uh, this year. Yes, I, I and again, I, this to me just feels greedy more than anything else. Be who you are, provide mm-hmm. safe places for you know sex workers, women, mm-hmm. men, whoever the fuck they are, to do what they do, and make money, right? And provide better tech, provide better experiences, all those things. You can do that without going IPO. This to me is nothing more than greed or a, a badge, right? A, a, I, I was able to IPO. So fucking what? How much money is enough money at this point? And that's that's the issue. How many yachts can you water ski behind, to quote uh, Gordon yeah. Gecko? How many, how many lines of coke can you do before you yeah. go, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just don't, I don't get it. Greed's a hell of a drug, Chad. And uh, Craig it Newmark is. is an interesting cat. Uh, so according to an internal internal pitch doc or deck compiled at the end of March 21 and obtained by Axios, the company anticipated 1.2 billion in 2021 revenue and 2.5 billion in 2022. You can do the math on what 2023 probably looks like. Yeah. OnlyFans creators have been paid a total of 3.2 billion dollars, with around 16,000 earning at least 50,000 dollars annually. If it doesn't go public, it may just have to settle being the most valuable private company since Purdue Pharma, who was also in the addiction business. <laughs> and with that, Chad, another week is in the books. Glad to have you back in the USA, baby. Good to be here. And we, we out. out. Thank you for listening to what's it called? The podcast. The Chad. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout outs of people You don't even know, and yet you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. There's so many cheeses, and not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, 
thought leaders and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.